welcome, welcome to the Run With Us podcast, your show for everything Chicago Bulls. And now, your co-hosts, Michael Lavalarte and Kevin McKenna. Bulls fans, Bulls Nation, everyone that sees red, welcome back to the Run With Us podcast. I'm Michael, and I'm joined once again by my co-host, interim co-host, DJ DeGand. Hello. Thank you for having me yet again. This is episode 17. Um, Today is Monday, October 10th. Is today the 10th? Today is the 10th. It is 3.30 p.m. as of when we were recording in the year 2022. Thank you for the exact time and date. Of course. And uh, you want to give them our addresses and social security numbers, too, while we're at it? Yeah, so we're recording it. No, <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, this is a basketball podcast, Chicago Bulls podcast, and it's sponsored by the Basketball Podcast Network. Uh, we always appreciate our sponsors. But today we got a big show for you because Bulls basketball is actually back. And while it may just be preseason, we have so much to talk about and so much to take away from the games we've had. We've had three games so far. Bulls are 2-1. and one. We saw the Pelicans last Tuesday. That's a nice team. They they played well. We lost to them at home. Then we played the Nuggets. <clears throat> I think that was Friday night, right? Uh, Thursday or Friday? Friday night. It was Friday, yeah. Was, um, yep. We beat the Nuggets. They did not have Jokic, but, you know, the preseason is more about what we see from the players, less about win and loss. Yeah. And then, obviously, we played the Raptors last night. We beat them, too. And, you know, we... We're moved to two and one. We saw a lot of different rotations, a lot of different, you know, groups on the on the floor, and we we're here to break that all down because it's you know there's still a lot of questions with this team, and whether it's point guard, you know, power forward, what the bench, you know, depth chart's going to look like, got a lot to talk about. So DJ, you know, you got I see you got a lot of points there. What do you want to start off with? All right, so, um, of course, we're going to go and start off with the uh, first preseason game last week against the Pelicans. Uh, unfortunately, I had class that night, so I didn't get to see too much of the game. But uh, just looking back at some highlights, there were uh, some good takeaways. So, final score of that game, we did unfortunately lose. It was 129-125. Um, the biggest thing I noticed, um, just looking back on it, was uh, how confident Vooch is already starting off the year. Like, I noticed um, it was kind of a theme with the, the other two games as well. Um, but they were going to him early um, and, and trusting him with the offense early, and, and, and I think that's going to be a big key going into the season is if we can get Vooch going early, um, it helps you know lighten the load of, of DeMar and Zach when it comes down to, to crunch time. Um, as, long, as, as well as Vooch playing well, uh, Io was looking really well. Uh, DeMar obviously hasn't missed a beat. He's, he's, he just went through the offseason and then just came back the same, same old self. Um, and as, as, as um, along with DeMar, Zach, he hasn't, uh, he didn't look too, um, too like involved in the offense, I would say. I, I, like, I, I think it has something to do with just like the surgery and trying to work his way yeah, back in. Yeah, and he didn't really play the second half of that game either. He, he nah. kind of subbed himself out. He said he, he just didn't want to force anything, you know. It's preseason. Yeah. He felt fine, but he didn't want to like, you know, it was his first NBA action since his surgery, so. Yeah, and, yeah. and, 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 and I think, uh, that's probably for like the best because just trying to work him, you know, trying to have him work his way back in slowly and then yeah. have other people like right. develop and see what they have. Um, I also think, uh, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, Javante Green might be like the next Scotty Pippen because we, oh. are, we are seeing, I don't know where this came from, but. And well, there's I'm always not, five Javantes on there, out there. That's, that's what it is. Yes, that's yes, why. of course. 
Um, I don't know where this came from, and I'm not mad whatsoever, but like he had 15 and five, like and and <clears throat> only 23 minutes of action. Like he he him and the did he start the game? Looks like he started the game. He started game two. Okay, but he didn't start game one. But he did he did um outplay. P. Will, who I believe started the game, right? That's a big conversation we have to have today yeah, because yeah. because Patrick Williams and Patrick Williams hasn't played bad. It's just like you said, Javante has played so darn good this this yeah. preseason. And and what does Javante do now? He's undersized, obviously, for the power forward position. We saw that a lot last year, and that yeah. that's one of the downsides. You know, you got a guy like Patrick Williams, kind of like the ideal NBA body. You know, six seven, six eight, really strong, good weight to his body, but also you know not fat where he can't move. Yeah, so. You know that's that's the perk for playing Patrick Williams, but you know Javante does what the Bulls need from that position on offense. He cuts all the time. He never stays still. And I actually was just reading an article on on Pippinate Easy. It's the fan site of Bulls page, and they were talking about how he never stops moving, and most of his shots are actually uncontested. Yeah. Because you know he's getting those cuts. Vucevic, he's on the floor with Vucevic, DeRozan, and and Levine. He's cutting to the basket. It's usually a dunk or a layup. Or an open three, because you know a lot of players don't really respect Javante as a three-point shooter yet. <clears throat> but the guy plays so much bigger than he actually is. He puts his heart and soul into defense, and he's just an energy guy. And and now he's like showing the ability to score. He's hitting free throws. He's hitting threes. He shot over seventy percent from three in a very small sample size. But in the preseason, it's a great. You know, that's a great thing to see for a guy who's sometimes hitting the side of the backboard last year. Yeah, and uh, actually, I lied. I was looking at the wrong box score, but yeah, he had eighteen and five. Um, in the game against the Pelicans, right, and and you know, a lot a lot to be said for for finding this guy in Boston. You know, he he was barely playing; he was almost out of the NBA at that point. And we we bring him in with Daniel Tice, and you know, Tice played well for us when we had him. But who thought that Javante Green? You know, we signed him to that two year deal. It was like, all right, we might as well keep him on as like thirteenth man. And last year, he ends up being our starting power forward for half the season. Yeah. And you know, and now it's like, all right, well, was that a fluke? No, because he's showing out even better this preseason. Mm-hmm. You know, he's all, all, always bringing that energy, always bringing the hustle, and now showing more of a scoring, to be more of a scoring threat. I, you know, like you said, we're not mad at it, but it's just kind of surprising. And it, it's a little unfortunate because of how, how bad he's making Patrick Williams look. Yeah, and it has, I don't think it has anything to do with, with Patrick Williams, like, you know, degressing, obviously, or, or just not, um, like, showing up to, to his, exp- or, like, living up to his expectations. It just has, like, it is preseason, so, like, you either look too deep into it or you don't look into it at all. Um, I think it's just more of on the side of Javante outplaying his expectations right. or going past his role. Um, but on Patrick Williams, like, he, he I think it's just because he's not shooting, en- not that he's not shooting enough. Uh, I guess it is because he's not shooting it's, enough. But when he plays with the starters, he just doesn't get the shots. Yeah. And, and even if he does, it's like, you know, it's kind of you know. I feel like he almost surprises him when he gets the ball. And, yeah. And you know, I don't know what Billy Donovan's gonna do, but if they do bench Patrick Williams and put him as the backup, you know, he'll be one of the first guys off the bench, yeah. obviously. But he can have such a more kind of easy role. He doesn't have to defer to three starting you know, all stars who need the ball in their hands. He can just kind of get off, come off the bench, score some buckets, play some defense, and I'm sure he'll be a starter by the end of the season. Yeah. Like he's one of the core pieces on this team there's a reason they didn't trade him for you know another all-star type player at the deadline last year there's a reason why he's still on the team over the offseason but like you said I think right now what what's better for the team might be Javante Green and you know I kind of thought the same thing at the start of last season I don't know if you remember but Williams just even before he got injured we were at the game against the Knicks when he got injured yeah but 
I, even before that, I was like, man, Javante comes in off the bench, and the Bulls, like, you know, the Bulls start they they were they were getting they were coming back because they start slow for some reason. The Bulls always start slow. Yeah, and Javante had come off the bench, you know, with uh, Caruso and Derek Jones and whoever was coming off the bench earlier that se- early in the season. And you're like, all right, this guy's making winning plays, winning plays. And in my head, I was like, hmm, I wonder if, you know, Williams should come off the bench and kind of like just kind of ease into the starting lineup. And I guess that now we're having the same conversation because it, it just looks like a different team when Javante's in the game. Yeah, it's. I think it's probably going to be a battle like for uh, a good a good amount of the season. I think this last preseason game is going to be huge for both yeah. players. Yeah. Um, but I really, I really would love to see. Like we're all, we all want to see Patrick Williams just step it up and just, you know, prove that he 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 is the the clear cut number one starter. But I think just Javante has what Patrick doesn't have. It's just the same thing Dalen has. It's just he's a huge, he's a huge um, like momentum boost. Like he's a huge spark plug off the bench right. or in the starting lineup when when we're we're slow. Like he does something, he makes some kind of play to pick us back up. And I I really would love to see that out of Patrick. But at the same time. I think that that probably just isn't Patrick's role. Like he's just there to compliment, you know, Demar right. and Zach and and Vooch. But even the shots, like he he hasn't been scoring that much. Even the shots that he was taking when he did get the ball, like he looks calm. Like his his jumper looks a bit better. Right, like and he does look good. Yeah, and his, his, you, you can, can tell, tell his, he's been putting the work. Yeah, you can tell that he's kind of ready, but like you can it, tell, it's just he's not assertive enough. Yeah, and you, he he doesn't look. He, he when he does take a shot, he looks confident in the shot that he's taking. But he's never confident enough to actually look for the shots. Is yeah. what is what it feels like. Yeah, same. and you know, like you said, we're you know that's not his role on the team. We're asking him to be a complimentary piece, be a, more of a three and D player, and then if he has to, you know, he can be able to get his own offense. And if he can get his own offense, that'd be great. But you know, with the amount of minutes we see from Levine, Vooch, and DeRozan. It's just not likely that he's going to get more than you know ten to twelve shots per game, yeah, if that many. But you know, I, I think I talked about this with Kevin on one of our previous episodes. But you know, in a world where Patrick Williams is averaging twenty to twenty-five points, you, it will probably mean a couple things. Either the Bulls are really bad, and we've traded some one of Zach Levine or Demar Derozan. So you know, on a bad team, you're going to see players put up twenty to twenty-five points per game. Yeah. And if Patrick Williams, if, if we do gut the team this season or next season, if things don't go well, you might see Patrick Williams put up those numbers. But, and, and the other thing it would mean is someone got injured. Yeah. And the thing is, if someone does get injured, Patrick Williams will have to step up. And then he will have to be that second second option. And we hope he can do that. But for now, I think I think that Javante Green, for what the Bulls do, and you see how the Bulls get back into games once Green comes into the game, and they start off slow because... No, they just don't have the energy in the first unit with got with especially without Caruso, and without Javante, and without Drummond now. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, these this bench mob is going to be something special to see this yeah. year. And, and that's that's something I really wanted to look into. Is just now I already knew when we signed Drummond. Like I said last week, like he was a good he'd be a good pickup for us. Um, he's been showing out like not uh, he's not scoring like he's never really been known as like a, a big time scorer. Even when it goes back to his days in Detroit. Um, but he's he's gonna be that solid. Like his interior, his defense this this these past three games has been looking like really solid. Like he's back to his old self in a way. Um, and like offensively, you know, we'll get to we'll get to the Raptors game. I really want to talk about Drummond in the Raptors game, obviously. <laughs> but he's he him and and Dragic too. When Dragic was in there, like his his age, he's obviously showing like his age isn't a factor at all. Like he's thirty six, but. Like he's he some of those breakaways like he was leading the charge like he he was he was looking in pretty good shape considering. Um, yeah, I think I think it's good to talk about Dragic because 
Dragic because he was not good in the first game. Yeah. But remember, he's 36. He, you know, he came off. He, he did get injured in the uh, the Euro the Euro basket tournament, but he also was playing a lot there. He was yeah. their start player for his country. And, um, you know, the first preseason game, he, he got a good amount of minutes, but he didn't play well. Yeah. <laughs> he was, you know, he looked a step slow. His his shot looked bad. He just wasn't making great decisions. And then game two comes, and, you know, he was pushing the ball. Yeah, He was making a lot of plays in fast break, playing some decent defense, even in some mismatches that I saw. And just being the Goran Dragic that we all know and love. Like, crafty veteran, makes plays when you need him to, can hit the three, and is just a leader on the court. And that's all we ask from him. We're not asking him to score 20 points per game. We're not asking him to be a borderline all-star like he was in most of his career. Yeah. So, I think, like you said, like, he's he's 36. We know what we're going to get from him. If he can, as long as he can do that consistently, and, you know, we don't want to see games like we did against the Pelicans. Because really, the only the only thing that saved him from like being an absolute flop in that game was that little turnaround shot he had to beat the buzzer. Yeah. But other than that, Dragic will be fine. You know, they'll manage his minutes. He's like Billy Donovan said, he's a playoff signing, mm-hmm. and you know it's preseason too. Like, dude is thirty six coming into his. I can't remember how many years he's been in the league, but he's played a lot of basketball, Probably, whether oh, it's at least, at least in 10, Europe 12, or yeah. in the NBA. Yeah. So give give him give him a couple of minutes to catch his you know yeah catch his groove. And uh, one of the last pieces I want to talk about from that Pelicans game um, is Daylon Terry. Oh, uh, yeah. Which a lot of people— What a, what a debut. <laughs> what a, a lot of people were excited for him, uh, myself included. And uh, he was looking—like, that that game, we started off so bad. Like, I think we were down 20 at half or something. There's something, something yeah, and that, crazy. Yeah, you know, and the problem was that was the starters that were playing then. Yeah. So and, and him 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 being that spark plug off that bench is is what we needed because it, it with the score well we only lost by four I don't think we really should have lost by four I think we should have lost by more considering how oh yeah overall. like you said we were down for a long time and really the only reason we got back in it is because every team both teams emptied their benches and then yeah. it was bad it's just basically who could score more points in the fourth quarter the Bulls yeah. scrubs or the, the Pelican scrubs well I mean I don't even call our Bench scrubs. No, yeah, you know what I, yeah, you players. know what I mean. Like the the, the, the two way players yeah. and whatnot. You know, we saw we saw a little bit of Javon Freeman Liberty. We saw some Carlick Jones. We saw some um, uh, who's it? Uh, oh, Simonovich. There you go. We did see Costas as well. Costas, yeah. Um, and my favorite Tony Bradley. Tony Bradley, the Love goat. Tony Bradley. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, with Dalen Terry, like you said, ener- you know what you're getting from him every day: energy, hustle, and defense. That's what the least you're gonna get from him. Yeah. So that's why it was, you know, it might have been a safer pick. It might might not be the most flashy pick because he might not have the best offensive potential. He's never gonna be. I I don't think he's ever gonna be, you know, a go-to scorer on a team. But these are the types of players that when you that when you games, these are the type of players that c- come to life when it's the playoffs because we need that energy. You need that guy who doesn't need the ball in his hands, who knows when to cut, you know, when to find other people. You don't need a guy who can score thirty points a game. Um, you don't need everyone to do that. You need everyone to fill their role nicely. And I, I see, you know, kind of like we saw last year, I see there's a potential for Dale and Terry to kind of work his way into the rotation quicker than most people thought because yeah. of what he does bring and because the Bulls need that from their team because they lack a lot of length and defense on the perimeter. Yeah, it's kind of the same situation with Javante, just different right, sides. Right. Um, but I, I would really love to see Dale and, like, if, even if even if Javante, like Patrick does take over a starting spot, like having – Having someone, people like Devante, I'm sorry, Javante and Dalen off the bench um, to help, you know, 
it, like say we're down like like we were in the Pelicans game and have them both them come off the bench and and provide on on both sides of the ball um will really help us in the long run especially in game oh, yeah. especially in crucial games especially when it comes down to playoffs time cuz i i still think we will we will make the playoffs i i i believe and uh, yeah we we should make the playoffs if we don't then that's another issue to be addressed but what what Dalen what we saw especially in game 1 was we saw the passing that was there. And we saw this in the Summer League, too, but he had some turnover issues in the Summer League. He gets a little too reckless with the ball sometimes. Yeah. So it's preseason. He's got a lot of time to learn. But, you know, what we saw was a little bit of an ability to score the ball that we weren't accustomed to seeing because mm-hmm. that's one of his weaknesses is, his, you know, off-the-dribble scoring. And he put up a nice little, like, kind of like a post fadeaway. He did some, you know, we know he can score in transition. He's athletic. He's crafty around the rim. He also showed off, you know, I think, I think he went one for two for three in that first game. I can't remember, but he hit a three in the first yeah. game and then the third game of the mm-hmm. season or the preseason. And the jumper actually does look, you know, in college and in preseason or in the summer league, it kind of looked like it had a little hitch to it. Yeah. Maybe he's been working on it with the trainers or the coaching staff, but it looks kind of smooth and I yeah. actually kind of like it. And even even when, even with the hitch, like just going back to his college days, like he was confident in shooting yeah. it, which is the biggest key out of, I think, in, in terms of shooting the ball, the confidence is the number one thing. Because if you're not confident in yourself, you're never gonna. Yeah. You're never gonna. And it's a quick, you know, it's quick release. He gets good elevation yeah. on it too. So, like you said, that that all builds into the confidence of yeah. his jump shot. He knows he can make it, even if it's not the prettiest jumper. Mm-hmm. Um, and another guy who developed, you know, a little bit of a better jump shot is Io. Yeah. He's his. his yeah. You know, he has a weird. He, he shoot, starts very low with the ball. Yeah. And kind of pushes it up, but you know, he's been cashed this this preseason. Yeah. And the confidence, like you said, is is there for him. Um, with with smaller guards like Io, because I think he's what six one, six two. Oh, I think he's like six three or six four actually. He's got pretty good size. I'm thinking of Kobe then. It's only about Kobe six, six five. Okay, then I'm just tripping then. So, <laughs> anyways, usually I'm thinking of it as like Steph Curry, like the best shooter of all right, time. Right. Yeah, they're a little the bit one, smaller. The ones with the the smaller guards. Now it is weird to say that, but the ones with smaller guards nowadays is like six five, six four, and below. Um, the the better the lower the ball coming up to. So like about their head and when they're finishing it is 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 better for them because like I said they're not like wing players but they can just kind of chuck it over their head and like you know like or like LeBron where it's like a barely flick of the wrist like you kind of need some of that power coming down from below but that's also better because he gets good arc on the ball like not too high not too low and um you know I think I think as the season progresses he'll shoot a lot better um we're not we as we do need three point shooting. But we're not also not like the Warriors where that's like based around our whole offense is based around right, three point right. shooting. But as long as we have guys like Io, um, you know, like if Javante like, can work his shot in a little bit with P. Will can shoot a bit more, like guys like that that can complement, you know, Zach Demar and Vooch, who is also shooting well as well. Um, just just like having a consistent um, like shooting overall wise as a team, like will really help out in the long run as well. Yeah, and like you said defenses last year by the end of the year were kind of just closing in on the paint. So, like, they were forcing us to hit threes, and we yeah. just couldn't do it, you know, because obviously DeRozan's not a three-point shooter. Vooch was struggling with three last year, and Zach Levine, you know, is really our only knockdown three-point shooter that we have. <clears throat> we added a little bit of shooting, and like you said, improved shooting from our young guys will go a long way. Like, Patrick Williams realistically should be around a 40% shooter from three. You know, we need him to be at that 3 and D role. Javante, if he can shoot between 35 and 40 percent, that'd be great. Might not happen, but what we see in the preseason is more confidence. And it really is like not every player can shoot the ball at a volume. Like you're not going to hit, you know, eight, nine threes a game. That's fine. Yeah. But the threes you do get, are, are, can you just make them, 
you know, make a confident shot. And if they don't go in, as long as it's a confident miss, you know, and then you get your field going. Because it's really all about feel for shooting the ball. And, you know, with, with guys like Vooch, who is, you know, he's a very streaky guy, relies on confidence a lot. We see him knocking down threes in the preseason. We see Javante knocking down threes. We see Io knocking down threes. You know, even even Andre Drummond knocking oh, down threes. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> Any, you know, the, the more shooting we have on the team is going to open up and make life easier for Levine, Vooch, and, and DeRozan. And that's really what this kind of offense is built around, just, you know, like you said, complimentary pieces. Who can do the? Who can fit the best with our stars on the team? And yeah. that's that's what they're trying to find in the preseason. Yep. Uh, <laughs> moving on to Game Two versus the Nuggets. Uh, we did win that game, one thirty-one to one thirteen. Um, and although Jokic wasn't playing, which I would have loved to see it, um, I really wanted to see like a Vooch Jokic matchup. Top centers just going at it. Uh, as the theme has been throughout the preseason, getting Vooch going early, which is I would love to see. Um, and Kobe uh, was more involved this game, which I love to see as well. Um, yeah, and it is important to note Kobe did have an injury in game one. Okay, it was, a, it was a quad injury, I think. So he didn't play the second half. He okay. played a few minutes in the first half, but that's why. It, they didn't bench him. He was out because of an injury. And then, obviously, you saw him back in the rotation again for yeah. game two. And I, I do agree that he did look pretty sharp in game two. Yeah. Confident shots, you know, just going out there and getting buckets, which is mm-hmm. what we need from him. Yep, and he, uh, he, finished, yeah, he finished with 15-3-2. Um, and and just I, we were talking about this last week of Billy Donovan just switching rotations around and trying to you know find uh, who who's going to be where who's going to be starting who's going to be fitting the bench piece complimenting him all that stuff. Uh, Kobe showed out because I think I think the preseason is going to be a big uh, big thing for him this year. Um, I, he probably won't be a starter this year. He'll probably be like a sixth seventh man. Um, but but seeing seeing how confident he is in shooting and and, and his consistency. Um, this would be a big big key for us, I think, this year in, in terms of winning games. Um, yeah, agreed there. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, uh, we're going we're going down these points with the games, talking points, and I see that you've talked about Caruso potentially being a starting point guard, and I think that's something we should cover because yeah, it's still open. We haven't really like Donovan hasn't said all right, Io starting game one against the Heat. No one no one knows yet. Again, game four of the preseason's gonna show out. And the thing is, for this battle, it's more of who just fits the first team better because you know what Caruso is going to give you. It's not like you need to see, oh, Caruso, can you go out there and, you know, you need to prove yourself. Now, <clears throat> Caruso's a proven player in the NBA. Io has a little bit more proving to do, but we know what Io's going to do too. Yeah. You know, and that's – Io's only a second-year player, and it's like he's got the poise of a veteran, mm-hmm. which is a great thing. Yes. I'm okay with either one starting, actually. Yeah. I think Io's going to start because I think they like Caruso off the second – off the bench more, and I think they're 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 obviously targeting a closing lineup of Caruso, Zach, Demar. Hopefully, P. Will, but maybe Javante, and then Vooch. Vooch. Um, and I think Caruso is more of a he doesn't need to start. He's more of just like all right. Once he's in, like when he's in the game, no matter if he comes off the bench or starts the game, it's like you know what you're getting from him. I always kind of like that. He's a you know he he has a little bit more scoring potential. He, they, they really want him to become that kind of point guard with Lonzo out, I think. And I, I like I said, I personally think that Io will be the starting point guard. But again, I'm perfectly fine with having Caruso lead the, lead the starting lineup. Yeah. And the uh, only reason I think um, Caruso would be starting was just um, not chemistry, because obviously they were both there last year or the first year. Um, but just because, like, Caruso is is uh, a little bit older, like a little bit more seasoned yeah. veteran at Io. No, that, that, um, that, that's one of 
the reasons to start the career. So I was like, he's had, you know, he's he's been a champion. He's been there. Yeah, he, he has the experience. Yeah, he won't he, make, you know, I'll still gonna make some mistakes. He's a, you know, he was a second round pick. You know, he's got a lot to learn still. Only a second year player, but you know, if you start Caruso, like I said, you know what you're getting from him. Smartest, one of the smartest players in the league. Plays grittiest, gritty defense as you can ask, and then you know he can score the ball a little bit, and he's a good playmaker. So I can easily see Caruso starting. I could easily see Io starting. I don't think we're gonna see Kobe White starting or Goran. Like, no. you, like you said, I think that those are going to be bench guys. Unless there's injuries. Like Unless there's injuries, right. Yeah. But <clears throat> I think that we need that more of a defensive presence in the starting lineup. Caruso's defense is better, honestly, a lot better than Io's. But yeah. Io can still play some good defense, and he's got good size at the point guard position. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I also think, uh, just staying with that same game, Javante, again, like we've been talking about before, like Javante, I, I, I uh, I like I I really want to know like what he has been doing this offseason because we haven't heard we've heard a lot about P will you know with Demar training in California, uh, I've seen a lot of of Io I've seen a lot of Caruso, um, but nothing really with Javante which is which is the the weird thing for me I don't well think about it like this so all his life he's kind of just been like a you know back of the bench type of guy in the NBA and then he gets traded to the Bulls still that still has that role but like there's flashes. At the end of that COVID season, you're like, all right, Javante Loki, like, you know, he's kind of nice. And then they re-sign him to the two-year contract, so that, that gives him faith. But, you know, he's still the back-of-the-bench type of guy coming into the last season. And then all of a sudden he's, you know, getting, you know, 20, 25 minutes a game off the bench, and then he's a starter. So now this offseason he's like, all right, I'm going to have a pronounced role on this team. So instead of, you know, approaching the offseason as a guy who, you know, is fighting to stay in the NBA – He's approaching the offseason as a guy who, you know, is a starter almost on a playoff contending team. Yeah. So what's in your mindset? All right, what can I do to improve my game to help the team? Where's my weaknesses? Shooting and, you know, being a scoring threat. Because we know he can play defense. We know he can hustle. We know he can rebound well for his size. But, you know, improving the offensive game is probably something he focused on a lot. And you're yeah. just not going to hear a lot about it because it's he's just not that big of a name player. He is in Chicago, but not really anywhere else. Yeah. I mean, that's why I kind of figured. But at the same time, uh, you know, most I, I think I would uh, most fan, Bulls fans would agree. Like we try to keep up to date with all of our players, right. especially our our key role players. Um, but I, I I mean that 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 game like I think everything was much better than the Raptors. The, I'm sorry, the Pelicans. The first game, um, defensively, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting this year because um, we we were getting exposed. Like we won, we we are two and one, but at the same time, you know, two of the games. We let up over, you know, one thirteen to Nuggets in a win, and, and then, two of the games were pretty much decided by the benches. Yeah, because, you know it's preseason, and I I think like you know that's it's not gonna be like, um, like the Rockets from the years ago where where it was just you know better the best defense is better offense, yeah. um because we don't shoot nearly as many threes as they they did, um. But at the same time, like our offense is our offense can keep up with pretty much any offense in the league. I would think we're gonna have to outscore some teams. We'll just yeah. it's gonna be a shootout in some games. Yeah, because I think that's be most of the games. We're not gonna be able to stop. Like we we did hold them under a hundred in the <laughs> Raptors game, but you know, I mean, it just shows how good Lonzo is. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like we're we're missing we're missing Lonzo bad this year. I think. Yep. Um, sticking with Nuggets, so I mean, they aren't Bulls players, but it was good to see Jamal Murray and and uh, Michael Porter Jr. back as well. Um, and I also forgot to mention Zion. I don't know how we didn't mention Zion. The oh Pelicans yeah, won. Zion yeah. looked good too. Zion did look good, which I'm glad to see. I wonder if that clause is a uh, is um get got to his head. Definitely got to his head. I think. Yeah. Um, he's like, all right, now I gotta focus again. 
The NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone could boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. I am a Chicago Bears fan, Chicago sports fan. On NFL Sundays, I got to bet on my Bears, even though they consistently try to let me down. But with DraftKings, you always see the best odds, more prop bets and individual bets for the players, and then obviously more of their special promotion bets to win. Really gives you a great chance to win money while betting on your favorite team. And to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game all season long. So, you know what to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. Again, that's code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, DJ, so we got to talk about the Raptors game a little bit because you know, we kind of covered everything in the preseason already, but the Raptors game saw one of the, you know, a surprise shooting performance by a player who seems to have found one of the smoothest jumpers in the NBA. Yeah. And yeah. I think everyone knows that that is our boy, Andre Drummond. Yeah, I don't know. Three for three, man. Yeah, I don't know. And not only was it, they, they weren't like half-court heaves. These were like catch-and-shoot jumpers. Oh, and yeah. Obviously, I don't, I, I'm not going to tell the guy to shoot three threes a game in, a, in the regular season, but, you know, if he can... Like, if there's a chance that defenses have to start honoring Andre Drummond as a three-point shooter, I'm here for it yeah. when he's on the Bulls, right? Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> perfect. I mean, I don't know I don't know where this came from because uh, he's never really I – mean, most centers nowadays, with the, how the game's evolving, they kind of have – they're, they're kind of being forced to, to start shooting Yeah, and that's more. one of the reasons Drummond – that's one of the reasons Drummond, like, fell out of favor with, you know, the Pistons and the Cavs and then the 76ers and Nets. Like, wow, he's played for four teams already. I, we're the fifth team. That's insane. Do you say Pistons as well? Yeah, Pistons and then, then the Cavs. And the Lakers. Oh, oh my God. He's that's for a, at least five teams. <laughs> wow. Dude. And he's only 29. But but anyway, you know, that's one of the reasons he didn't last on those teams because he, you yeah. know, he's kind of just like a, a, a rim-running rebounder. And he doesn't offer much. But, hey, if he's splashing threes like the way he did against the Raptors. Hey, he, his, that his, confident jumper, His man. jumper is looking <laughs> mighty fine. His jumper might look better than than Io's and Peewo's. I mean, I'll put it out there, bro, because he, he <laughs> you, was... You remember when Dwight Howard went into the offseason? I think it was when it was with the Hawks before he got traded to the uh, to the Hornets. And he was, like, on a talk show, and he was like, yeah, I'm really starting to, you know, practice my three-point shooting. And, you know, I love Dwight Howard, obviously, but... But then he gets traded like a week later, and yeah. and everyone's like, "Oh, the, you know, the, the the Hawks heard him talk about shooting threes, and, and <laughs> yeah. they're like, all right, you can do that somewhere else.'" Yeah, it's kind of like uh, Stephen Adams and the Grizzlies. This yeah. offseason working on it, yeah. and uh, I was watching one of the games. Uh, I think it was like one of the games on last week or something like that. And he he was the broadcast was talking about the interviewed him, and he was saying like, "Oh yeah, like I'm trying to keep it a secret. I don't want anyone to know it's my secret <laughs> weapon, you know, stuff like that." I wish. I mean, now drumming going three for three, I don't think it's a Hopefully we can keep it, you know, hush hush. You know, if we yeah. need him, we'll need to chuck some threes late games. It might we'll be more of it. like a meme type of thing, but you know, hey, if he's if, hitting them, if he's that open, and you know, shot clock's winding down, you're like, all right, Drummond's on the perimeter. Now, I hope he doesn't just start hanging out there because no, I hope you not. know that's not his game. But if he's there, you know, take the shot, man. Like I have no problem with him <laughs> take shooting. Take the it. shot if he's gonna shoot like that, like that. You think a guy like his size and like his coordination oh, yeah. would be able to like 
And he was, it was pure makes. Like, those oh, were yeah. swishes, yeah. man. It was actually insane. But, you know, again, if Drummond, if Drummond could add that to his game, that's that, that, that's perfectly fine while he's on the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Now's the time to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, any other important things that you wanted to talk about from that Raptors game, besides the fact that you know, the bench had to kind of come in with that energy again? We saw Derek Jones Jr. started the power forward position this game, which yeah. was interesting because, you know, people kind of forget about him. He was a big part of the team last yeah. year, too. Yeah. And, you know, again, now he's back to being like a back-of-the-bench type of role because of the additions to the team. We have a backup center now. We have Patrick Williams Patrick back. Williams back. So where does Derek Jones fit? We brought him back. He did want to come back to the Bulls. Everyone thought he was going to leave. But he's another option to start because you know what he does. Mm-hmm. Athlete and plays good defense. Can't really shoot. Not his game, but, you know. Yeah, he, he, played, he, played a bigger, he played a bigger position. He played center. He played power forward last season. And he's got the length to do it. But he's best at like a three, probably a three or a four. Yeah, he he's kind of got that not like Javante skill level, but he's got that Javante mindset yeah. of he's not gonna look to shoot again. It's like Drummond if he's open, you know, he'll he'll shoot it. But he's got that slashing mentality because he is he is a, he's an athletic freak. Like he, he he if he's not rim running, um, then there really isn't any, anything else we should be expecting him of him. So, uh, but yeah, I mean the Raptors game was kind of the same as the first two, uh. More of the second game than the first game, um, but as long as we can keep you know showing out consistently, because uh, each game, like I said before, our offense is our offense is gonna be a huge key this year. We're probably gonna be unstoppable in most matchups. It's just the defense we gotta look out for, um, right. especially like we mentioned before with Lonzo being out and and um, with him and Caruso last year that one two punch was just so it was. It was we were top five defensive team. It to was start disgusting the year, man. with them two on the uh, on the court together. They no one was like, scoring. Teams would have like fits. Like they literally like that one game against the Magic. I know specifically in that thinking basketball video. They I highlighted that a lot. But like they literally like it was like I felt so bad for the Magic to have to deal with those oh, two guys yeah. on the court at yeah. the same time. Um, but you know I think we should definitely start talking about just the, the the entirety of the preseason that we've seen so far. Obviously, there's still a game left, so a lot to learn from that game. But I think that the, the three main points, and I think you have them in our notes here, oh, Drummond equals new Steph Curry. That <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a little, little too excited, but, hey, I'm, you know, I'm not mad at it. I love it. Um, but, yeah, so Vooch. I think we should start by talking about Vooch and how good he's looked this preseason, how confident he's looked, and, like, can we get this kind of Vooch consistently over the next 82 games? Yeah, and, I mean, that's that's the big question that most Bulls fans are asking. Um I would really love to see, uh, you know, like we said last week, Vooch probably won't be back to the Orlando Magic All-Star because he's not the top guy anymore. But some, if he can be that complimentary piece, you know, 16 to 20 a game um, and, you know, double-double machine. And he, honestly, his playmaking was pretty good too. Like he was making some good passes. Like if, if he can work on that too, you know, kickouts or, or like cuts and stuff like that, and like that'd be a bit, another uh, – big part to add to his game that'd be even help our offense even more right he's actually a really good passer already for a big man and like you want to see him like kind of like remember we had thad young we call him thadjik because oh, yeah. they just kind of give him the ball at the top of the key and like everyone would cut and work around him you know yeah we have two great isolation scores but we still want to see that movement and let vooch you know use his size use his frame and use his vision you know he could see over the defense yeah like a big quarterback yeah kind of like uh kind of like draymond with yeah. a better jumper and then minus you know the whole fighting scandal <laughs> uh, yeah i think we told who do we tell we're gonna talk about the draymond green oh it's tristan right 
Oh, maybe. I yeah, he was idea. asking. He was like, he wanted us to cover that because. Yeah, whoever leaked that video is definitely getting fired. If they it was got, somebody from they, the Warriors, I think they're, they're okay fired. with getting fired because they probably got paid oh, handsomely for that. Oh, a lot of money, yeah. I think TMZ got it. Um, of course, TMZ gets everything. But, yeah. Oh, DJ's got some. some. I mean, every time I think of TMZ now, I always think of the, the Kobe thing from two years ago because yeah. they were the first to get it. Yeah. So now it's like when they when they get anything, I'm like, you know what? Uh-oh. TMZ got leaking something. <laughs> yeah. Well, now it's like if you get something that credible as the Kobe story, I mean, like most people are like, oh, my God, is this true? You know? But, I mean, that, that video was clear as day. Like, I don't know. He must have said something to Draymond that was just unearthly. Like that absolutely. It was a vicious punch, man. Oh yeah, he he oh, he knocked him like straight down. He didn't get knocked out, but like you know, it's just it's, it it goes back to I think um, some guys in the locker room were talking about you know Jordan Poole getting his massive like he he was gonna get a bag this year like he's gonna yeah, get a huge yeah he's probably from the walking Warriors. around with a little bit you know a little bit of pep little to bit his shoulders yeah especially yeah. after last year he's yeah. like he's got that swagger on him you know the baddies and, are on the side of the court too. oh of course dude yeah and draymond's just trying to probably draymond being the leader one of those hot leaders in that team like he's just trying to keep him in check but jordan just keep going and going you know and it's like eventually jordan know, pulls like a little guard too and and draymond yeah. green's an nba power forward slash center you know he's like a six three i mean he's like what six three six four Draymond? Yeah, I'm just messing with you. Because he's obviously undersized. Nah, for his he's position. like 5'10, 5'11. He's, he's huge, man. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Dude. <laughs> yeah, Donkey from Shrek. I mean, that man. just reminds me of Bobby Portis and Nicole Miritich. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Donkey from Shrek, man. He's got a mean punch. Bro. <laughs> I know what it is. Donkey. Um, but yeah, so going back, obviously Vooch played, has played very well. His defense, oh my God. His defense in the first game, I think he had, what, three steals and four blocks or something like that? Uh,. Probably he combined yes, for yeah. yeah seven seven steals and blocks. I don't I, I, I like I said he blocked Zion Williamson like oh, yeah <laughs> last year like you know we weren't expecting him to be this the defensive but towards the end of the year I noticed it a lot especially in the playoffs like when he cares and he and he's on the defensive end like he can he can play some really good defense when he wants to yeah and for him it's more about hands and like just timing because he's not athletic enough yeah. to like com- yeah. contest a lot of shots but you know. He plays a crafty style of defense. Yeah. And we like to see more of that. He had honestly, I think he had his best career defensive year last year. It's just that like he's not good at defense. So a good year for him is just not a great year for other players. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like an average year. Yeah. And then um I think the next thing we have to talk about is just DeMar being DeMar. We know we saw like I don't think there's gonna be any much regression this year. We saw in the, the preseason, he's got the mid range touch. He, you know, twenty one, eight and eight and against the Raptors. Yeah. I think- really tells you everything you need to to know right there yeah, yeah. DeMichael DeJordan I mean I'm sorry DeMar DeRozan um uh, you know he he has a missed to be like you can tell he's there's been you know videos on Paul's life you know uh um, other highlights like Bleacher Report you know they everyone's re- like er- everyone knows DeMar is still that guy or they, at least they should know that DeMar is still that guy like he right. ha- he is not missed a beat he's same with Dragic you know kind of in that second game like age is not a factor for him yeah right. he's he's still gonna be that top guy um and and complimenting that, or on top of that, I should say, uh, talking about Zach, you know, like he he hasn't looked. I wouldn't say he hasn't looked bad, but he hasn't like been assertive enough, you know. Like, yeah, we really haven't seen anything special from yeah, Zach. Yeah, he, has, he hasn't been, he hasn't been trying to do too much, and going back, to, you know, the surgery and trying to work his way back in, you know, trying to get back in the shape. Even though everyone is saying he he is in the best shape uh, he's felt in in I think ever or in a while, anyways. Um, but hopefully, I would love to see from what we've seen from Demar so far, first two games. I would love to see Zach, you know, just come out of the gates like storming. Maybe we'll see that in Game Four. I hope so. You know, against the uh, against uh, you know our, our our favorite opponent, our friends up north. Yeah, damn bucks.
sucks, man. I swear. <laughs> um, well, with Game Four set for Tuesday at home, besides Zach Levine going off, what what else are you looking for? I, I'm looking for Patrick Williams to show up because I yep. think he knows. I think he now knows. He's like, all right, there's a good chance I'm not starting on this team. And if you're Patrick Williams, you know this is a big prove it year. And you know he's his third year. Next year, I think he does actually qualify for an extension after this year, but. You know he's gonna have to show something for this team to not trade him, especially if they're we're in like that middle of the pack spot. Like we could trade P Dub, get a better player, or we could keep him just in case. You know we have to rely on him next year. But you know I want to see Patrick Williams. Obviously it's just a preseason game, but take the ball, make some shots. Be like, right, you know what, Demar, Zach, Vooch, let me go for a little bit. Yeah. It's preseason. This don't worry, you'll still get your 28, 29 points a game in the regular season. Let Patrick Williams cook. Let's see if he can handle the ball. Let's see if he can, you know, break down a guy off the dribble because he's so big and he's got that big body and frame. Can he, you know, can he be a Kawhi-level type player? Obviously, it's, you know, those are very vast expectations yeah, for yeah. him, but can he show off those similar skills of Kawhi? Because Kawhi, they have similar body types and similar frames. Yeah, that, no, he he definitely, that that offseason work with, with DeMar definitely helped him. Like, just seeing some videos of, of him, you know, just like I said last week, he he his 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 skill set is has developed immensely um compared to last year and yeah i mean I, he obviously won't be doing that every game this year like he's not going to be that he's not going to be like Kawhi, like taking over you know isoing like hitting hitting clutch shots uh but as long as we can see him tomorrow i mean it's going to be a tough it's going to be a tough game because we got to see Giannis. we got to see Middleton. Yeah, but it's a last preseason game, so we might not see a lot from the starters. No, no, but their defense in general and yeah, their their whole roster, team. they're yeah, they're a very deep team. Um, I mean, I would love to see him. Like, if he can get, like, 15 at least tomorrow, you know. Just I'd, be efficient. Like, yeah. If he, he might, if he does get 10 shots again or 8 shots, like, make 4 or 5 of them, you know. Yeah, if he can shoot at least 50%. And then that, we want that energy, man. Yeah. Feed off Javante. Be like, all right, that guy, that guy's coming from my job. Let me let me do what he's doing because that's final yeah. success, not only individual success but for the team. Yeah, and that's what we need from Patrick Williams the most. And hopefully, you know, same thing goes with Dale and Terry. You know, I like to see a little bit more. We might see a lot of Dale and Terry in the next yeah. game. Yeah, and and I know when there was those reports uh, when the Bulls came back um, for training camp uh, with Dale and I'm sorry, not training camp, um, summer league. When it was Patrick and Dale and like the first practices, they were going head to head. Like they're going at each other. Like seeing those two play together, like on the same time at the court, like feeding off each other, oh, yeah. I would love to see that as well. Yep. Um, but other than that, I mean, there there really isn't too much more. Um, yeah. Just just we'll see consistency, how... confidence, and everyone you know playing their role. Yeah. Essentially, so we'll see how the team gels a little bit more. We'll see what you know Billy Donovan has to say after this last preseason game. It'll be interesting to see who he names the starting point guard. It'll be interesting to see if Patrick Williams remains a starting power forward on this team. And then it'll also be, you know, interesting to see how the bench shapes out and who gets minutes, who doesn't, who earns more minutes, you know, who gets pushed down as the season goes on. But, you know, we have we'll have plenty more to talk about next week with uh with the last preseason game and then hopefully we have some more information on the depth chart. Other than that, like you said, there's not really much else to say. Yeah. Three preseason games, two and one, another preseason game tomorrow at home against the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll obviously be covering that for you either on Twitter or you know next week's episode but stay tuned because we got a lot of cool stuff happening the uh, the Run with us podcast will be at the Bulls home opener against the Cavs Saturday October 22nd um, unfortunately DJ will probably won't be coming unless he finds a ticket yeah unless for, I can at the last minute scrap but. up some money but we'll <laughs> see we'll see we never know 
But yeah, we'll we'll be there. So we'll obviously have a lot to talk to talk about from that game. The energy will be great. We'll get to see the new look Cavs against the the pretty much the same Bulls. Yeah. Plus uh, Steph Kurt, Steph Drummond. I mean. Yeah. There you go. Yep. So yeah, we appreciate everyone for listening. It's been a little bit of a longer episode, but there's a lot more to talk about now with the season coming. So appreciate for you hang, hanging out with us. And again, thank you, DJ, for a great job for filling in for Kevin. Of course. Yeah, thank you very much. Appreciate you me. very much. And then uh, I'll let you say it. Bulls fans, run with us. Peace out.